just give you praise. Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we just thank you that there is a day established for us to come and meet with you. And Lord, we just thank you for it. Lord, we thank you that you even want to meet with us. That you want to meet with us. You want to give us a word. You want to teach us your ways and your concepts, your precepts. Lord, you want to give us revelations, and we thank you for them, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we've been reading in a book by... John Brevere. It's called Good or God. And it's very eye-opening. Some things we know are not good. They're very visible that they're not good. Then some things we don't know. We think they may be good, or we think they are good. That doesn't mean that they are. Uh, We're going to be talking this morning about revealed knowledge and communicated knowledge. And uh, I'm going to give y'all a little, just a, I don't know what you call it, but just a a thought. Uh, When you're reading the Bible or any book that's, just reading. I know sometimes people have the tendency, I want to read this chapter. I want to read so many chapters today. I want to read this far in this book today. And that's fine to have a goal. But if you're reading that book or the Bible and you come across a scripture and it kind of, you feel it. We've all felt things when we were reading the Word. Something would kind of jump out to you. Right there is where God is wanting to give you a revealed knowledge. He's wanting to tell you something right there. We have a choice. We can skip over it (laughs) to get our quota in our amount of scriptures in for that day. Or we can stop right there and say, God, what do you want to show me right here? And that's when a revelation will come. If you're willing to lay that other down and focus on that, he'll give you a revelation right there. That's the difference between revealed knowledge and communicated knowledge. Um, I saw something posted on Facebook. Uh, Monica posted it here a while back, and I had to write it down. Because the world doesn't see things the way that we do. 
they see good and bad, but there's a very broad spectrum. The, uh, what, what was posted was, the devil doesn't come to you with his ugly red face and scary horns. <laughs> he comes to us disguised as everything we've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. That's how he shows up. Because if he showed up at your door in his little red cape and his horns, we'd be ready to fight. You know, there wouldn't be no doubt. We would know. Good morning. I want to introduce, <laughs> introduce this mighty man right here. This is, would you stand up? This is Dr. Clunsey from New York. This, he, he's the one I was telling you we got to pray with yesterday. Awesome man of prayer. Good morning. Hallelujah. And as I was reading this book by, Dr., I mean by John Revere, you know, revealed knowledge, well, he talks about communicated knowledge comes to us by hearing or reading God's word by hearing what other people say. That's communicated knowledge. And revealed knowledge comes to us the same way. But he also showed me something. I got to looking at this. Revealed knowledge can be received as communicated knowledge. Just because it is spoken by God himself to us does not mean that we receive it as revealed knowledge. So let's look at Mark 4. This is the parable of the sower. Mark chapter 4. We'll start in verse 3. It says, hearken. Because sometimes we think communicated knowledge is just what we've heard somebody else say. But we would think that if God spoke to us, we would embrace that as being directly from God. But that's not always the case. And I'll show you right here. This is the parable of the sower. And in verse 3, it says, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell on stony ground. And there was not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched because it had no root, and it withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Others fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. Okay, let's go down to verse 14. The sower sowed the word. There's nothing wrong with the word. There's nothing wrong with the word. There's three different, four different types of soil mentioned here. 
one of them received it as revealed knowledge. The other received it as communicated knowledge. And it did not work for them. Hallelujah. See, revealed knowledge will connect with our spirit. We will get a knowing. When we talk about getting a knowing, that's what we're talking about. That's when you know that you know <laughs> that you know that it's real. Even if you do not see it, you know that it's real. And the devil and no devil in hell can take that from you. Uh, I'm going to throw this in here, too. Well, we were taught this by Pastor Aline and by Dr. Mars Cirillo. It deals with taking notes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with taking notes, but I have discovered for myself that if I spend my time trying to write down what somebody is saying... I miss what they're saying because I am focused on my writing. I'm not focused on what is being said, and it misses your spirit. Now, it's, it's okay to jot things down because I do that. I'll jot down a notation, but I don't try to write out whole sentences because you will be focused on the wrong thing. If your spirit is open, you'll get it. It'll connect with your spirit. It may not connect with your mind. It will not make sense with your mind. You may think you didn't get it, but you will get it. If your spirit is open and you're listening with your spirit ears, you will get it. Get the CDs. <laughs> Amen. 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 Let's look at John twelve. So in this parable in Mark, it had four different kinds of, of uh, ground here. Like I said, the, there was nothing wrong with the word itself. The word was true. The word was a direct revelation from God. But only one out of three got it. And let's look at John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verse 49. 
This was Jesus, and he says, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment that I should say, I mean, what I should say and what I should speak. So Jesus spoke what God said. He spoke a revelation word every day. When he went out, he spoke the direct revelation from God. But a lot of times the people that he spoke to didn't get what he spoke. They received it as communicated knowledge. And communicated knowledge is basically head knowledge is what it amounts to. And if you're reading the Word, there's nothing wrong with having head knowledge of the Word. It's going to come there first a lot of times. And it's like you've got to get the Word in you before the Holy Spirit can draw it and speak it to you. He can pull it up. Does that make sense? Okay. We need to have the Word in us. I mean, just, just reading the Word itself. But if we're going to operate in power, it's got to be a revelation. Let's look at uh, Mark 4. Mark 4, I think it's in, Mark 4, chapter, verse, uh, find Mark 4. Mark 4, verse 9. See, when Jesus was given this parable, he said this, he said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. We have to have spiritual ears. Our spiritual ears have to be open to be able to hear revelations. You were... Ears to hear too, for in my experiences, as I'm reading the Bible, just just out of pleasure and enjoyment to study, and begin to see uh, feel the Lord's quickening. See, like you were saying earlier, when you stop, that's hearing ears too, because that revealed word is what causes you to connect with Him. And sometimes, um, it's when I feel the quickening on the word, I may just stay on that one sentence for a whole week and just meditate on it and look up the words and just pray about it until he, I feel like I've got the full revelation or something in, mm -hmm. and then and then go on. So it doesn't matter, like you said earlier, it doesn't matter um, if you read 10 pages. What matters is that you connect with God, with his spirit. That's and whatever right. Whatever he shows you, that's the revelation, and then that'll become, um, that will turn into a knowing. <laughs> yes. Like that knowing word you were saying. 
and communicated and revealed knowledge in the way we receive it because even if we hear from God, it can be communicated. But what I also learned was um, it's not it, whether we hear it in prayer or whether a, a pastor says something prophetic into our life, we can still grab that and it's still revealed knowledge yes. when, our, when our pastor speaks it to us um, be, because the Bible says if you believe God's prophets, then you prosper. And so Amen. we can grab that revealed knowledge just as our pastor is speaking and telling us an answer to something or speaking into our life. Um, it doesn't mean we have to take what she says. Fit. That doesn't make it communicated just because it's in the person. Amen. Um, it can be, it's revealed when it connects with when we receive it into our spirit and, and it becomes life in us. Then, then it's revealed. Amen. I'm glad. I'm glad Pastor Casey went there because I was. I don't even know if I have it in my notes, but I was planning to. But I'll give you an example of that. Uh, if y'all noticed, Elder Dan and I have a new vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> we had both been looking for probably close to a year, just casual looking. You know how you. Just kind of casually look. We're looking Walmart parking lot and look at vehicles. Okay. <laughs> drive through. I like the way this one looks. Because you don't want to drive into the dealership because they want to flag you down. <laughs> so you drive through another parking lot. <laughs> Literally, they will. They've chased us down in little go-karts. Okay. In little golf carts. Uh, well, we have just casually been looking because we began to feel, well, it's getting time. And then one day at prayer, we were up here. I can't remember what we were praying about, but it just came out. Pastor spoke it. It's time. It's time. And she also spoke, says, and you'll know it when you find it. So we began to stop casually looking. We started going to dealerships this time <laughs> and started looking and talking. And we looked at several, and we made a trip to Little Rock, and we looked, drove some, talked to the people. But, you know, you just didn't feel that in your spirit. It's like, no, something's not. And they were all pretty. I can't tell you they weren't. I liked them. But then we went to this one dealership, and the guy was showing us some, and he was showing us where they were lined up down this uh, fence row there, and it was kind of done getting dark. And I got out, and we both got out and walked up there, and I looked at All I could see was the front end up, and I said, that one's got a little bit of a blue tint to it, don't it? He said, well, let me pull it out. And he pulled it out into the light, and it was the one. It's like you knew it. I didn't, we drove it, but I could tell you I didn't have to drive it. I drove it anyway, but I didn't, it wasn't necessary. It's like, hmm, this, you had a knowing. And that, that came from receiving revelation knowledge instead of receiving what pastor said as communicated knowledge 
communicated knowledge, I could have said, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting about time. Let me go pray about it. That sounds real good, doesn't it? Let me go pray. I didn't have to go pray. My pastor had already prayed. She prays. And she spoke. That was enough. That's, that's what Pastor Casey's talking about, revelation knowledge. Because we've run into that before at different times. In cell groups, you counsel somebody. Tell them, say, this is how you need to respond. Let me go pray about it. It's like, no, I've already prayed. I'm giving you a word. You can receive that as communicated knowledge and go pray about it and it not work. Or you can receive it as revelation knowledge, act upon it, and it works. To me, our, our pastor is a um, shepherd and the voice of God to us. So if we go for counsel or if counsel comes to us, either way, listen and heed that voice because he's been in prayer. God has spoke to us. He's going to care. And don't go against it. Like we were going to buy a new house up town and found this one we thought. And then one day pastor said, well, Jimmy, um, that's nice, but y'all can have more because we were about to settle. And thank God. And, and we were getting close to, um, we was already in the process of this thing, you know. And Amen. so, but not realizing that we were settling. I'm so grateful now that we didn't settle and buy that house. <laughs> and, you know. Amen. And, um, to don't take the words from pastor as communicated knowledge is like that it's something that you can or you, you don't have to heed or you don't have to listen to and you try to take it with a grain of salt because it's the spirit of the Lord speaking to us and revealed knowledge comes through somebody. Jesus preached and spoke revelations and it came from God to through him. on earth and he still brings revelations through people here on earth where his hands, his feet, his mind and as those revelations come in that's, the, that's what sets us apart as a, as a ministry we, we have a head, and we have an apostle, this pastor that's over us, and that's how we prosper. That's how we went from um, struggling and barely making it to uh, prosperity, to uh, listening to pastor on, uh, on, a, on a poverty mentality and a miser spirit and how to plant seeds and how to grow. So anyway, is the word of the Lord. That prophetic word that comes forth, it comes forth through pastor, it comes forth through Pastor Casey, and it comes forth through different people in the ministry. When it comes forth, we take that as the revealed word. We don't have to go home and pray about it. We may go home and pray about it, but it's to get it deep down in us. But we don't have to go home and pray about it and see if that was God speaking to me. You know, they, they take that, just say in a home group, if you, if you just give something off of communicated knowledge off your head, that sounds good. You ought to go get that job, and then, but it's not by the Spirit. It's not revelation, and you're, you're leading them out of your mind. And the Word calls that false prophets. Amen. You're leading them. You're pointing them in a direction on feelings. No, Amen. it's got to come by the Spirit of God. If if the Spirit's not saying it, we don't need to say it to We them. don't need to say it. Because we cause a lot of harm doing that. Amen. Amen. Yes, we can because 
they'll think God didn't come through for them when it wasn't his plan anyway. Amen. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 3. Talking about Solomon. Chapter 3, verse 9. See what Solomon asked for. It says, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. If you've got to have an understanding heart to discern between good and bad, that tells me that sometimes what we think is bad can look really good. Or what God calls bad, let me rephrase that, what God classifies as bad can look really good. It looks good, sounds good, everything, but doesn't make it God. It can be a counterfeit. We were talking some about counterfeits the other day. Uh, a good example of a counterfeit or things looking like they're good and they're not good. If you've ever went to the store and paid for something in cash, they even do it now, I think, with $20 bills. It used to be $100 bills. If you laid it, give them a $100 bill, they didn't take that and stick it in their drawer. First thing they done was pull that little pin out and put a mark on it to check and see if it was counterfeit because they look so much alike. One is worth $100. One is worth absolutely nothing. And with the natural eye, unless you are really, really trained, you cannot tell the difference. And that's the way it is with some of the things of God. Uh, let's look at Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. It says, But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. See, there it is again in the New Testament. We can't always determine good and evil. We can't always just look at it and say, this is, this is good and this is evil. It has to come through practice. It comes through being in God's word. It comes through being in God's presence. It comes through being ha having a relationship. This strong meat says belongs to them that are of full age. Then it goes on to say, who by reason of use, by reason of use. We're not going to automatically just know everything is good and everything's bad. 
But when God, well, when we begin, like all other revelations, when we begin to operate in the one that God has given us, he'll give us another one. And it'll expand until we get into this, to, to we get into where we can really distinguish. It's like everybody knows, non-Christian as well, that Halloween is not good. They may holler, I don't see a problem with it, but deep down in their, deep down they know it's not right. It's just downright mean and evil. You know, it don't take a lot of discernment for that. But things get, uh, but like we were talking earlier, just receiving a word from God and not believing it to be from God or thinking that I've got to go pray about it, that sounds like a very good thing. But it, when you step across, when you say, well, this person prophesied to me, they gave me a word from God, but I'm going to go pray about it. You just stepped over the fence onto the bad side because you didn't believe it. You just stepped into the communicated knowledge, and it did not make it into your spirit. Lily started a new school, and there, um, after a couple of weeks, something came up, and I said, Beth, do not call that school and, and put Lily on the spot. She's new. Don't do it. Well, usually she listens to me, but this time, I don't know. She gets, this time she didn't, and so she called the school. And sure enough, the new girl is singled out. The new girl is, is made a spectacle of. Well, what happened? You didn't listen to me. Plain and simple. And, but that was straight rebellion. Straight rebellion. Now, she doesn't have to heed every word I say. But do not do this. Because if you do this, this is what's going to happen. She made that choice just for whatever reason. And Lily's the one who suffered. Didn't hurt me. Didn't hurt her. Amen. In the, in the margin in my, in my Bible, in First Kings, where King Solomon prayed for God to give him an understanding heart, I happen to notice that it defines understanding as a hearing heart. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, God, give me a, a heart that hears. And like Sister Julie was just saying, um, sometimes we don't hear. <laughs> and God said that we can know his voice, like you said a while ago, from practice and um, from use. But he, I thought it was interesting that he said, give him a hearing heart. Mm -hmm. Well, I... I don't know how many of you hunt a lot of the women. I don't know if y'all ever been hunt or not. <laughs> but I, I don't, I was raised to hunt. 
I don't hunt near as what I used to. But when I used when I spent a lot of time in the woods, I could hear things and never see them and know exactly what they were. I could take somebody with me that doesn't hunt and we could walk into the woods together. They would hear the exact same thing that I heard. The exact same thing. But not know it. Not know what they were hearing. That all come from me spending time out there in the woods. So to get an ear to hear comes from spending time in the presence of God and obeying. <laughs> yeah, we can't never get away from that reason of use. Because if we don't if we don't use it, it's not well, if you use it it's going to grow. It's going to grow. Yes. You know, when Jesus was on the earth, he was with his family. They, did, they rejected what he was saying. He could not fulfill his duties because of unbelief. It, and mainly, it's family members. They don't see us as prophets and teachers. listen to everybody's counsel no do not do that <laughs> but when someone's praying and you go ask them you know that's her daughter-in-law she come ask her opinion and uh, she spoke by the spirit and the wisdom that God's given her we need to listen amen, amen. or we don't need to keep coming asking <laughs> amen that's right <laughs> on this uh, scripture where we're talking about understanding or hearing heart, the discern good and bad, and it says, who is able to judge your so great a people? And you hear people all the time say, well, the Bible says, you know, I can't, I'm not judging, I'm just telling you what's right or wrong. And I, I really believe in this scripture, he's talking about people, not actions. There's a difference in people and action. Good people do bad things, bad people do good things. What he's asking here is, God, allow me to see you know, the good, because even amongst people who do bad things, they're still good. There's a discernment there from the Holy Spirit, because sometimes the Spirit says, no matter what action they're in, I need you to go to that person because they're, they're good and they need to be with us. Or sometimes you may, you know, be careful not to be deceived by that person who seems to be good, but they have a black heart. They intend you no good. And so I really believe that a lot of times people confuse that judgment with actions. It's about your heart. It's not about the actions. Well, David, God said he was a man after his own heart, and he slept with another man's wife and had him killed to cover it up. But God saw his heart. Our first thoughts would have been David bad. God said David good. So it's got to be a revelation from God. Like, Pastor Sativa was saying, we've got to 
let the Holy Spirit tell us. Because you can't look at people and automatically think they're bad or they're good. They go to church. They're saved. No. Like I said here last time I talked, Dana's grandpa was in his 70s, been to church forever. Great man. Thought he was saved. We all did. He did. Anybody would have told you he was going straight to heaven if anybody did. And then he got a revelation that he wasn't saved and he got saved. But his life never changed because he was right to start with. He was doing, I mean, he was living a, uh, the best righteous life that you could possibly live without God. Didn't cuss, didn't smoke, didn't drink, didn't just nice to everybody and looked good and went to church faithful. But he was not going to heaven. Looked good. So it takes an understanding heart, an ear to hear what God is saying to get it. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it talks about having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. It says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Communicated knowledge will create a form of godliness with no power. With no power. And it's sad to say, but that is built, that is in what's preached a lot in churches right now. It's communicated knowledge. They don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, so they're not going to preach the real truth because somebody might get offended. Uh, but when you look at the church, how it was built, how it started, the church in the upper, uh, when the 120 were in the upper room, I just thought they had an encounter with revelation knowledge, the Holy Spirit. That's what they had an encounter with. And that birthed a church that was in power. That birthed a church that when they got out and spoke, 3,000 got saved, 5,000 got saved. People heard them talking in a language that wasn't theirs, but they understood it because they received revelation knowledge, the Holy Spirit. Uh, Matthew 16 about to run out of time. 16, uh, it talks about, I think Jesus said, so he was talking to Peter. He said, flesh and blood, which represents the natural, has not revealed who Jesus was to him, but God revealed it to him. God revealed who, he, who Jesus was to Peter. And in verse 18, it talks about, he says, Upon this rock I will build my church. 
when it says upon this rock, I've heard people say that upon this rock means Peter. What I get is upon this rock is the revelation that Peter had that Jesus was the Son of God. That is the revelation. That is the rock that the church was built upon. The revelation of who Jesus is. Because it goes on to say, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When we have a revelation of who Jesus is, when we get a revelation, uh, that is what, when I'm talking about a revelation, I'm talking about getting a word from God. We get in prayer or somebody speaks it to us, and we get that revelation. We're going through something. The gates of hell cannot come against that. They may come against it, but they cannot defeat it. And I was just thinking about what are the gates of hell. The gates of hell represents a word that we use around here a lot. It represents a stronghold. A stronghold that the enemy has set up. He sets them up in our minds. He sets them up around our city. And their purpose is to keep God out. But this revelation, the revelation of who Jesus is, it says the gates of hell cannot keep him out. Hallelujah. So when we get the revelation of who Jesus really is, it's interesting, we're uh, studying Acts now in, in our home groups. When we get that revelation that this is the rock that we're built on, that the church is actually built on, it's the revelation of who Jesus really is and the power that he walked in, then the gates of hell, these uh, strongholds that are in our minds, they can't stand. We can defeat them. We can defeat them in other people's minds. We've defeated a bunch of them around here at this altar. We defeated, we tore down some of the gates of hell yesterday. Yeah. Hallelujah. We tore them down up there on Pine Street. We tore them down in Hamburg on the square. And the reason we're able to do that is because of a revelation of who Jesus is and the power, not the power that I have, but the power that flows through me, through the Holy Spirit. Because I can't tear down any gate that the devil has set up. And uh, just thinking, you see all of these TV shows of, these people trying to help people and psychiatrists get to the, they even get to the root. But they don't do nothing with it. They expose it. But leave it. And it sounds good, sounds great, but a few years down the road, those folks are still messed up. I'm still, <laughs> they're still on drugs now, as Pastor said. I mean, because when they told you that you're supposed to be free and you're not free, you got to do something else then. So you're going to turn somewhere. 
But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, when we get to the root, we tear the root up. Amen. We tear it out. We tear it up. We tear the root up. <laughs> yes, because that communicated word is not going to tear that root up. There's no power behind it. But that revealed word will tear it up. It will destroy it. I'll show, I'm fixing to have to quit. Communicated knowledge. He wrote this beside it. It has no power. It has compromise with it. And every evil work is tolerated with communicated knowledge. Because all you have to do if you work in a secular workplace is talk to people. They go to church. They have communicated knowledge. And they do everything under the sun. And they're fine with it. Revelation knowledge is different. It brings change. It has power. And it will drive the enemy out so that all this stuff you think is okay. <laughs> think is acceptable. Think, well, well, God knows my heart. Say, yes, he does. He said it was evil. That's just, yeah. But that's the difference between communicated knowledge and revealed knowledge. One, has, one is deception and one has power. Amen. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you that you're giving us revealed knowledge, God, that you're opening our ears, opening our eyes. And Lord, we just thank you for it. Lord, we just thank you that revelations are coming forth. And God, we just open up our spirits right now to receive the revelations that are coming forth. And Lord, we just open up our hearts and our spirits to receive the revelations that's fixing to come forth from this mighty man of God this morning. Lord, we just... We just open up our spirits, God. We just open up our spirits. We just let our minds go and open up our spirits to receive from you, to receive a revelation, to receive a revelation into us, a revelation that would change us, a revelation that would bring power into our lives power of victory and Lord we just thank you for it we thank you Lord that you are revealing yourself to us thank you Jesus hallelujah